thank you as always, Toe Hider, for that exceptional music. Welcome to Dad Pod. I'm Osha Ginsberg. This is Charlie Clawson. Hello. And that down there is Iona Lee Clawson. Clawson. How yeah. are you, darling? She's good. I mean, she can't take her eyes off you. That's for sure. It's uh, she's having a little kick. I never know when they're having a little bit of kick. Is she ex- expressing like pick me up, or is she just letting? She's just getting to know her body and kicking her legs about. And when Wolfie's doing that, he's pooping. Oh, <laughs> that's what he's doing. When Wolfie's kicking like that, it's like he's he's just getting working it all through. Well, that's not Iona, and you know how I know that <laughs> because a couple of days ago. Uh, we've been on the road for almost a month now and uh, Jem is working full-time, so I'm doing the majority of the, the parenting, which is totally cut fine, but there's things I'm getting used to. And one of those things is realising when my baby is about to poop. Maybe I should be paying closer attention. Because, Osh, uh, leaving the hotel yesterday, Jem had to leave in quite a hurry, so I packed everything up, uh, got the porter to come give me a hand, got all the suitcases in, Got Iona in the baby seat, refacing baby seat, clipped her in, everything's ready to go, get in the front seat, about to start, and I look up in the rear view just to check, and then I hear the noise, and I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> no, I really just about to put the car in gear. Now, we were on the side of the road, and our hire car, because we're only in Melbourne for a couple of days, we're like, well, let's just get a smallish car because we don't have as much luggage. Big mistake. Because I had to do the change on the side of the road. And generally when we've had a hire car in the past, we've had something where you can put the tailgate down, make some room in the boot, lay out the change mat. You know, it's not so bad. But in this instance, in our like Hyundai XL (laughs) or whatever it was, (laughs) I get her out and the boot's full. So I can't open the boot. I can't even put her in the other side of the back seat because that's where the rest of the luggage is. So I open the passenger side. Full audience because there's people were in a you know inner city Melbourne, so yeah. lots of people walking past. So I open it on the passenger seat, and just like the airplane from a few weeks ago, it's a horror show. Oh no! Like whatever she's done has gotten everywhere, and so I put her in the passenger seat, and she has the temerity to complain about the <laughs> the close quarters of the passenger seat. Not this enough isn't room. the change table <laughs> I'm used to. Where's my mat? Exactly. She's my head is bumping against the centre console, and I'm sliding into the into the incline of the seat so i'm kneeling on the concrete and i've got the wipes out and i'm i've done i took audrey's advice i tried to do the scoop with the nappy first yes kept the nappy on in case there was any sort of like follow-up wee coming or anything like yeah. that and then like not edward scissor hands but you guess you call me edward wipe hands yeah i had like wipes 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 so i just do one wipe and then get another wipe but the thing is I don't know what baby poo is made from, but it seems to jump ship. Yes. Like it just gets everywhere because suddenly like there's it's on my hand and then I'm like, well, I don't want to touch with it on my hand. So then I'm wiping my hand, but then I look to my other hand and somehow it's got across to my other hand. So pretty soon I'm wiping and people walking must, past must have thought I was a maniac because I'm sitting there like Lady Macbeth, just like rubbing my hands out, <laughs> out, damn spot, out, out. Finally, by I reckon wipe 13 or 14 like, we're making some progress. 14 wipes? Yeah, My it was. God. Well, I wanted to be thorough because we were going from the hotel to pick up mum to go straight to the airport. So it may be like a few hours before and I don't want her sitting in anything that is possibly going to be causing an infection or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. So I was very, very thorough in getting all the wipes done. But then, and I don't know how what your stance is on dog poo bags. If you listen to my other podcast, Tofop, this has been an ongoing discussion between Will and I about where you are allowed to put a dog poo bag. Like if someone puts their bin out on the street. Fair game as far as I'm concerned. Fair game, all right. Fair game. Okay, 
So that is my philosophy. Will is like, no, no, you hang You can put it in a public bin or you can put it in your own bin. You can't just drop. As far as I'm concerned, and trust me, I'm going to do this tonight because it's green bin night <laughs> in our neighbourhood. I'm going to wait till the cloak of darkness and then anyone who's got a green bin out that's not 100% full, my clippings are going in there. But that's the night before pickup. Yeah, I think it's everyone, on I bin think, night. I think everyone would get that. But if you were walking one of your dogs and it's middle of the week and someone just happens to have their bin on the street. Is that fair game? If your bin is not – if your bin is on city property, is not – I'm – It's a city bin. I, I am like, right. that is a community bin. Okay. As far so, as I'm concerned. When I did finish the cleanup, got her in a new fresh nappy, put her back in the seat, but now I have this like – murder scene yes and i had like an old um, salad container so i put it in the salad container but i'm like hang on one second i'm just gonna pick her up yeah so essentially you're you're like mr wolf after they go to quentin tarantino's house yes yeah, but you've got all the sheets and everything you've got yes you've got i need you're, to you're dispose stuffing of everything. the evidence you've got to go to monster joe's truck and tow yeah and you've got to get rid of it all yeah so i had two options in my mind which is like well i go back into the hotel mm. and hand the receptionist a box of poo yeah <laughs> <laughs> They've probably been handed or dealt with something like that before. I wouldn't worry. It wasn't a rock star hotel. I did think that. If this was like a much cooler hotel, there's a pretty daggy hotel. The clientele were very boomerish. Uh, there was no civic bins available, but we we're in a kind of residential area and I could see some bins out in the street. And I'm like, do I have the right to go up to the bin? Because it's on the street and as Osha told me... <laughs> If it's on the I bin. say 100% yes. But isn't that a bit invasive, like a nappy, right? A no. pooey nappy? No. No? Like I think if you're going to drop your can of Coke in someone's bin, it's different to dropping like no. refuse. You're, refuse. Not em- you're not emptying an entire case of empties, you know, into someone's yellow bin. Someone did that at my bin. I was really angry. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing that. You're just like, listen, I'm between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. I've got this. Um, yeah. Pooey nappy. Yeah. Well, the third option, which is the option I took, was I – Drove it to the airport and let the hire car company deal with oh it. Oh my god, you are the worst. That's the worst. How you is that the worst. worse than any other option? You left a hire car company person who's like on their hands and knees with a, a battery powered vacuum cleaner, just with that exceedingly. And I left it in the boot in a sealed, like an old salad container. You left a box of shit <laughs> is that in the wrong? trunk of a hire car. <laughs> thinking that was a better option. Was that not the right thing to do? Well, I just felt like if I dumped it in someone's bin, like they were going to walk out just as I was doing it and then I – first of all, I would have to leave my child in a car to cross the road to put it in a bin. Okay, you didn't mention and that. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, enough. like not going far, but I would have to cross the road and, you know, I don't want yeah, to do that. True. So, or I would have to take her out of the baby seat for yeah. the second time when I'm already running late to pick her mum up yeah. and carry her over to the bin and drop it in. Either way, it's it, I could attract a, a crowd or at least some attention. So I thought, well, look, hire car companies, they send in cleanup crews. This is the best. No. Don't. you shaming me. you poo no, shaming me. I'm just like, we need to get a hire car cleanup crew person on this show and to say, that's oh. the worst thing I've ever found yeah, or not? We need them to say we need to get an absolution on this. So if you're a hire car cleanup person or you work with someone who does that, please let us know. Askdadpot at gmail.com. And we need to hear from them going, oh, completely sealed poo? <laughs> totally fine. Well, It's actually like random well, poo in the floor mat in the back seat. That's a daily occurrence. Well, my thought was 
would the person, if you're in the cleanup crew, so you, to say on average you do 100 cars a day, yeah. right? You've got your gloves on, you've got your garbage bag. You're not stopping to check and open things. Like if it looks like it's an old food container, you're picking it up and chucking it straight in the bin. You're not opening it up and having a look at it, are you? I don't know. You might be thinking a bit well, of chicken do, chow meat might still their, be there. That is their fault. Like there could be something else horrible in there. <laughs> could be a dead pigeon. Maybe I killed a pigeon. What? He's smuggling dead pigeons out of Melbourne. Well, I don't know. All I'm saying (laughs) is that the cleanup crews at hire car companies have probably dealt with a lot worse than my baby's pooing nappy. I look forward to hearing from the cleanup crew uh, union. (laughs) I can't believe you're so shocked by that. I really thought I would have had your support on this. I'm more for random stranger bin than... Like, because then you're the only person handling the poop and the poop just goes straight into the wheelie bin and then the machine comes and takes it on Friday night, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. With this, someone's actually oh, had look to... look how has come to take oh, hey, over. Hey, How are you going? Right. Is there another door in this building? Yeah. How did you get in? Have you been she's here the been, whole time? Yeah, 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 yeah been she's been working. working. Hi. Hi. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Baby was getting very sweaty held against me. And she was probably objecting to me talking about what I did with her poo, nah, to be honest. She's probably like, have that, Dad. There's more where that came from. You ain't seen oh, nothing yet. There's definitely more that came. We're doing our first international flight this weekend. Uh, we've got a wedding in New Zealand. I mean, I know that doesn't count. <laughs> it does. There's customs lines. There's all kinds of, you know, the sniffer yeah. dogs. Well, we had to get her passport organised. What? And that, and look, I understand border protection. But what an ordeal that is. And because we're on the road, it was so hard to organise because we had to get the photo done, but then you have to sort of get all this information. And when you are not home and you've, oh, you forgot the, the birth certificate or then you forgot mm. your own passport or this kind of stuff, and they don't stuff around. Like when you go into the Australia Post to process it, if you have misfilled out one single box, like got one bit of information wrong, for instance... When I filled out my baby's city of birth, I said Sydney because I assumed, no, no, specifically I had to name the suburb of the hospital that she was born in. Did you know that? It said city. I know, but the city of where we live. Did oh you know my that? Oh, God. No, I didn't. Because they sent me back because I finally, when I was in Brisbane, braved a 41-degree day to get to the Australia Post and they sent me packing because I'd misfilled out and you can't just scratch it out, you have to then go refill out the form online and print it off again. Look, it was an ordeal. It was something I did think to myself, okay, if this was an adult's passport, sure, put me through the ringer. Yeah. What's the baby going to do? I mean, what do you want? Some babies are sketchy, is that what you're saying? You can radicalise them young. You (laughs) sit in front of enough YouTube and they'll... uh, Blues clues. They'll believe anything. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this is the way forward. Um, At our place this week, we've had a bit of an issue in that you guys have you got a routine fairly dialed in, right? But we, with all Wolfie kind of getting more sentient and rolling over and, and getting more aware of the world, keeping him asleep has been a bit of a trick. We were relying a little too much on the boob of Valium, like the yeah, yeah. that's it, you're gone. Settler. As you know, like the parachute. The NyQuil. The get out of jail free card. But we had the timing all wrong with that. And so what was happening is he was falling asleep on the boob before he was full. So what happens then is then he's now hungry again quite quickly right? because he fell asleep eating. Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of got into this never replenishing enough cycle and so he, he started to wake up heaps and heaps more in the night. So ah. we had it all kind of out of whack with our, you know, the final hour before bed. We were talking a lot about it and we were trying to find a way to remember it and I came up with the five Bs. Okay. 
Lay it on me. Boob. Yep. Burp. Oh. Book. Ah. Bounce. Yep. Bed. No bath? <laughs> Fuck, there's six. <laughs> uh, no, no bath happens no before bath. that. Okay, but okay. it's six. Six B. So it's six bath. It's a lot of Bs. The six Bs. Bath, boob. Yeah. Burp. Yeah. Book, bounce, bed. Yeah. We have been going bath, book, boob, bounce, but boob, boob, burp. Oh, he's asleep. Don't burp him. Yeah, Bring yeah. Him down. So we kind of got the whole thing out of whack. So he was, we got him, got him too tired before he fed. So the idea is like you feed him while he's still awake and then keep him awake a little bit. So I, that- I think we were naturally doing that. I'm just trying to think of, although I feel like our bath, book, bed happens in between feeds. Maybe we've got that wrong. Right. So like I, I feel like we feed her and then there's like probably like a 40 minute and then it's bath, book, bed. But right. then there's a later feed. Well, that's fine because that's, you know, after that. Yeah. We, we were getting stuck with he was falling asleep while feeding. And then we'd wake up how many hours? Not like, even okay, 90 minutes. Right. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So no you. one's sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, And then he falls asleep again because he's so tired. He yeah. falls asleep on the boob again. Yeah. And then he's just constantly not, not full. I think we've been making the same mistake. It's sounding very familiar. Right. Yeah. Now that's good. So The, the six B's. The, the six B's. There you go. Uh, bath, boob, <laughs> burp. Book. No. Oh my god! Birth. <laughs> we need to. I could have made it so much can easier. We, can we do it the two three Bs? No, no. <laughs> Does that make it easier? Adam Spencer would say that. Bath the two times three Bs. Uh, bath. Boom. <laughs> Burp. This feels like seeing book a guy bed. who's had a stroke, like doing some speech pathology, <laughs> trying to work out how to vocalize again. And I'm going to get on a motorbike after this, so it's going to be brilliant. But <laughs> since we've got that, like that's only been a couple of, we've only been doing that like a day or two. So we're still trying to get, because then he's like, well, hang on a second, I'm normally asleep by now. What's with all this food? Because the solid situation is hilarious, by the way. I literally have to change clothes before I feed him and I change clothes after I feed him because Everyone's getting pear. There's yeah. Pear everywhere. Is that just like he's ripping it out of his own mouth? He's oh, spitting it he's out. He's quick hands yeah. too. Like, right. so you'll get really close to his Spotting mouth. You. And it'll just go bang. And it'll just get a handful of it. And then in his eye, then through the hair. And then wow. now he's got potato in his eye. Or, or I remember sitting with a friend of mine, a dad, years ago when his son was probably about one and watching him feed. And it was like exactly that, just like food everywhere. And the dad was just so defeated. He just picked up a handful of spaghetti, put some on his head, put the rest of it on his son's head and just sat there. It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, I guess that's where we are now. Yes, exactly. And totally true. Totally true. <laughs> but he, he, he's doing pretty well. We found a, a new way to get him to eat the solids. Yeah. Because he gets, again, he gets kind of a bit bored because he's like, oh, what's this boring? I want to go and do stuff. I want to see things. So I cross my legs. I sit on a, a straight back chair. I cross my legs and I put him in the little triangle space between my inner thigh and my opposite knee. Yep. All right. So he's kind of cradled in there. Yeah. Half lotus. True. Yeah. I put him in a half. And I, I use a pram clip and I clip a toy to the collar of my T-shirt. Ah. So it sits right in front of him. So ah. his hands are like, what's this? This is interesting and crinkly. Yeah. And what's going on here? And while that's going on, I feed him. Because alternatively, what we had to do was give him the exact same spoon that we're feeding him with. We had to put it in his hand. So he's like, that's right, I've got a spoon. Don't fuck with my spoon. Right. Because he kept trying like, oh, I want the spoon, dude. Give me the spoon. Oh, right, so we yeah. had to give him a spoon. But now that's the new thing. So you distract them to feed them. Yeah. That's a good tip. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, because when he's on the boob, you know, he's got eye contact, it's all happening and, and his arms are restrained. And yeah. But when he's 
getting ready to be fed, you know, everything's free. They're not really connecting. Freewheeling and right. he's, he's like looking all over the place. And, and can I ask, do you prep food in advance or do you make it all fresh? Yeah, we prep food in advance. Yeah. Um, so Audrey will probably make two days worth. Yeah. And then just. Freeze it? No, I just leave no. it in the fridge. Okay. And then we throw it. Because it gets eaten in two days. Oh, easy. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the next day. Like she'll cook that day and the next day. And what kind of stuff are we talking? Simple? Uh, like- we started with uh, zucchini was first and then pear and then potato and now we're moving into zucchini and potato and it's oh it's exciting times in poop town boy <laughs> oh howdy, it's brilliant no, i'm it's not awesome. looking forward to no that. it's great Is look it's it? really great and he, he he's all over it like the other good thing about holding him in you know the crook of my leg like that is that if you sit him straight up, he's so hungry, he will lunge straight forward like abs of steel and totally off balancing. And so if you haven't got him right, he will jump straight out of your lap. So um, I found if I don't have a good handle on him, he will just end up on the floor. Yeah, right. Uh, so I've been, you know, trying to not exactly restrain him. <laughs> but, and that's, that's what I think we're- Jiu-jitsu style. Just, high, uh, chairs are, high chairs are coming. There's no doubt. We're into high Because now he can hold himself up, almost hold himself up yeah. with his um, core strength. Yeah. I think in the next two weeks, it's going to be high chair town. That's amazing. That's yeah. so great. It's a ripper. You can go to restaurants and have him fling food across. It's going to be great. The public. And let me quote Audrey Griffin. So if you're going to take, if you, you always take your babies to Chinese restaurants, always take them to dim sim. Uh, wow. What do they dim call sum? dim sum? What do they call it here? Um, yum cha. Yum cha. Always taking a yum cha. Why is that? Because they're noisy uh, and they don't care. Right. And there's a hundred of people in the room. Yeah. And no one in the Chinese restaurant gives a shit if a baby's making noise. Yeah. Nobody yeah. at all. And they're heaps noisy and there's stuff going on everywhere and there's stimulus everywhere. So she did that with G and she goes, it works perfectly. And can I ask, uh, we bumped into a friend a little while back who said, oh, when, before your baby starts eating solids, it's not a bad idea to let them just uh, give them these little micro exposures to things that may cause allergies, things like peanuts and avocado and all that kind of stuff. Just let them handle the avocado. Oh, yeah? Just give them a little bit of avocado just to handle and just get used to and to see if there's any reaction and all that wow. kind of stuff. Have you heard of that before? No, but I, I constantly hold him after I've eaten peanut butter and I kiss his face after I've eaten peanut and butter. And no reaction. So and and enough, Audrey yeah. ate a lot of peanut butter when she was pregnant because she didn't eat at peanut butter when she was pregnant with G and then G ended up with a peanut allergy. Right. So, yeah. He hasn't turned inside out or anything yet, so we're pretty sure <laughs> <Yes>. he's okay. <laughs> uh, should we get Ditch Davey on the phone? Uh, yes, absolutely. He's probably doing some dadding of his own. Hello? Ditch Davey, welcome to Dad Pod. How are you? Oh, <laughs> we're straight into it. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> it's good to talk to you again, Ditch. Is now a good time? Oh, it's a perfect time. Perfect time. Did I not tell you we go live to air? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Jen? Uh, we're good. We're good. Bit of a conundrum. Maybe you can help us out with. Uh, I was explaining to Osh just a couple of days ago, had a bit of a poo emergency when it was just me on my own with Iona. In the middle of a street, had to pull the car over and do an emergency roadside change. Oh, yeah. But then I was stranded with this uh, enormously poo-filled nappy and no obvious place to dispose of it because there was no uh, civic bins anywhere. The only My only options were to uh, drop it in someone's wheelie bin yeah. or to go back to the hotel I'd been staying at and hand it to the receptionist. Or the third option, which I took, which appalled Osh, which he <laughs> thinks was the worst option, is I put it in... You popped the bonnet and put it on the, uh, <laughs> on the end. <laughs> no, ah. I cooked it. 
Nice and crispy. <laughs> Nappy Get a la <laughs> yeah. No, I had an old salad container. So I put it in the salad container and just left it in the boot of the car and left it for the hire car company cleanup crew to deal with. Right. Well, I think the first part of that uh, little MacGyver effort, I think, is pretty good. Yeah. The second part, mate, I think I'm with Osher uh, on that one. Really? Oh, no. And what's with uh, not traveling with nappy bags? I mean, no, I had, my, the, I had the nappy bags. My little boy's eight and I still have them. <laughs> no, I had the nappy oh, You mean like, oh, so you travel with a, a bag to put dirty nappies in? No, no, no. Like the little bag of those. Um, Disposable nappy bags, and they're it's like, they're like they're a dog poo bag. All oh, right, yeah, okay. like a dog poo bag, but they're nappy bags. I didn't know about they're, those. No, they're absolutely brilliant. Because then you can just shove them right in the baby bag. You double bag them, and nothing gets out, and you can dispose of them where you want. So you're saying a cardboard sumo salad container is? Not, oh my god! <laughs> not oh, you didn't say it was a sumo salad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing. <laughs> I'm picturing this. Plastic airtight kind of, you know. No. That's what I was thinking. So you've basically wrapped it in a tissue. <laughs> and left it for a stranger in the and trunk of a hot car. Okay. okay. In, the, a very, in a hot car. The clean, no, it wasn't a hot car. The cleanup crew, <laughs> I've seen them. They have elbow-length rubber gloves and garbage bags. They go through the car. They just whip things into the garbage bag. They're not stopping <laughs> to unwrap. like you. That's. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe I've been shouted down on this. I really thought I did the right thing. You thought you had a friend in me, didn't you? You <laughs> thought, oh look, if anyone's gonna take my side, this will. Yeah, nut. We're ending this call early. <laughs> I tell you what I'm doing, Charlie. As a gift, I'm going to grab some baby bags. The next time at the baby, I'm at Baby Bunnings, and I'll I'll bring them to you, and you can Look, then. This is this is how good that they are, right? So we were in France probably a couple of years ago, and we were taking. We went and got a whole bunch of stinky cheese to uh, to take back to uh, on the train to London with us, and. The next morning when I opened the fridge, I mean, I was just dire. I just thought, we're, we're going to get kicked off the bloody train with all of this. And I didn't know what to do. We'd spend a fortune on this cheese. And, you know, so I was out I was out walking the streets and thinking, how are we going to deal with this? And then I thought, the bloody baby bag. And I, re- I went up and I, I double bagged them. And we traveled all the way to London. Couldn't smell a thing. It just neutralizes everything. They're brilliant. I think things. weed dealers all across Australia right now are getting <laughs> ideas thanks to you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to cut in on that on that uh, market. Yeah. Ditch, yeah. I, I don't think we can possibly top that. That is uh, the double bag. A baby bag, not only good for secretive poop explosions on the side of the road, but also smuggling unpasteurized French cheeses across international borders. <laughs> well, look, you know, I mean, you, you've got to improvise. As parents, we just do, don't we? Bloody amazing, Ditch. Bloody, that's just <laughs> so, so, so good. Your kids are a little bit, uh, a little bit older now, but when they were little, do you remember? Can you remember the order of the the, the nighttime routine that that you did? Because uh, Audrey and I had ours a bit out of whack, and and what has been happening is that Wolfie's been falling asleep on the boob, and then he goes to sleep still hungry, and then he wakes up too early, and then we started a self fulfilling prophecy of horror. Um, do you remember <laughs> yeah. the the routine that you went? We've just got this dialed in. This is it. No, I think uh, Taika was really, really pretty good. I mean, he was he was a little bit overbaked, so 
by the time he did uh, enter the world, he was kind of, you know, he was just ready to go. He was, And at that particular time for me, I was coming off one production and then went like straight in to two other films. I mean, I actually got the phone call to tell me that I'd, uh, I was working on a film 15 minutes after he was born. He was in my arms. Wow. So, so it was all pretty quick. And my time with him was the nighttime feed. So really, like I saw him at night, I got up at night to do the nighttime feed and that was my time with him. And so that was pretty regular and everything else throughout the day was fantastic. I mean, we didn't really have a problem with him. You know, I mean, I, I hate to rub it in, mate, but yeah, it's one of those things that, that um, once you get the routine, it's fantastic. But kids, anyone will tell you, that, you know, and you guys will probably know yourself, you know, once you get locked into a routine, the baby will change it. Yeah. It's like every week it's different. Every, you know, they grow a bit and so they don't fit anything anymore and, and they're learning new things. And so you're, you're ever evolving. And I think kind of rigidity within, obviously there's got to be some structure, but you've got to be a little bit loose because uh, they just keep you on your toes. The wisdom of Ditch Davey knows no bounds, Charlie <laughs> Whether Carson. it's stinky cheeses or whether, yeah, whether it's the development cheese, of babies. Cheese smuggling or childhood <laughs> development, Ditch Davey's the man to call. Can I ask a question, uh, Ditch? Osh was just talking about uh, Wolfie's now transition to solids and the challenges of keeping him occupied so he can get a spoon into his mouth without him swatting it away or trying to grab it off him. Or So Osh has devised this very interesting technique where he clips a toy to his chest. Yeah. Did you have anything like that with Taika when he was young, that you, there was some kind of distraction or, or game that you'd play to make feeding solids easier? Um, we, we would put some food down on the tray for him so that he was pretty tactile with it. He knew that he wanted it. The hardest thing for us was because he was shoveling it into his mouth so quick, you know, you'd, so you'd be putting, you'd be feeding him and then he'd be trying to feed himself as well. So it was going everywhere, and uh, which was fantastic. But also, like, he just would shovel it in so fast that you'd have to reach, you know, reach down his throat and, you know, and get the bits that weren't meant to be there. So he was, yeah, he was a hoover. <laughs> You know, he was a fat little baby and, geez, he, he, you just couldn't stop him. But I think that was what we did, like little bits of food so that he was totally involved in, in eating. So he just knew what to do and after a little bit, yeah. So we didn't have to really distract him or, or we distracted him with the thing that we were doing. Mm. That's uh, that might be the very next move. I think yeah, we're definitely into high chair town. That's I think that's the next move. How, how old is he, mate? Wolf is just about five and a half months, so he's almost able to sit up by himself. So as, as soon as he yeah, can yeah. sit up by himself, uh, where that's where we are, I reckon. Just spray a bit of the uh, the mushed up zucchini on on the tray. Just let him mush his hands into it like a big sandcastle, <laughs> and in between his own goes, just throw a spoon in there once or twice. It's so great because that's all they want to do. You know, make a mess. They find it fun and. They're involved in in the process, and they think that they're they're actually doing it themselves. They're, you know, you see the smile on their face, and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm actually doing this!" <laughs> and they're not, they're, you know, it's all in their eyebrows and hair and everywhere else. But you know, they're 
the, the sense of achievement is great. <laughs> oh, it's so great to have you on the show, Ditch. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to get on DadPod, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Ditch. Ditch Davey. I want him to be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear the confidence that he had? Yeah. You hear that? Just the the staunch. No, we're just gonna. We're gonna, voice. It's, we're gonna it's figure like, it out. It's like John Stanton. It's like anything coming with that timber, <sighs> that quality of bass. It's just all of it sounds great. It's like having Optimus Prime as it your dad. Really is former uh, Deadpool Hall of Famer <laughs> Optimus Truly. Prime. I saw John Stanton play Julius Caesar once with Marcus Graham as Brutus. Right. And um, it was unreal. It was like set in a corporate environment and they call, were- Call, call, carpet call. Well, that was right before he got that job. And then it was like all I knew was this guy as <laughs> Julius, Julius Caesar. Caesar at and, two Brute. Yes, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. And then the next thing, about a year later, he gets the gig. It was like, if you want carpets, you need carpet call. It was always a weird decision to cast him as a carpet call guy going from, wasn't it like- Dennis Lilly originally, and then they got to understand it it's like he's got such an aggressive, like movie trailer voice. He really does. Charlie, if people want to send us an email, it's really easy. It's askdadpod at gmail.com. Uh, Osher and Charlie hope the babies are a bit less Linda Blairy this week. This is from <laughs> Kira. I'm writing because it makes almost no sense that I listen to your podcast. I'm a 29 year old female, non dad. But I listen every week. I listen to the most recent episode while writing out my 700th to-do list for my upcoming wedding, and that's when I realized why I'm subscribed. My dad died when I was nine. He was 32 and had the kind of heart attack that makes doctors say this shouldn't have happened. As long ago as that was, and as happy as I am to finally be getting married to the person I've adored since I was 17, at the moment, this feels like an impossible weight to carry. I spent a lot of time not thinking about the fact that he won't be at my wedding, but listening to you both adore your babies, struggle through their brand new little lives, love and respect their mums, it makes me feel better. There are new tiny humans with people that love them to the moon and back, and there always will be. Your specific little people will have so many hours of proof of your love. It's a wonderful gift. Thanks for reminding me that while my dad isn't around, dads are infinite and love lasts forever. I really needed it. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Kira. Yeah. That's very sweet of you, Kira. It's very nice of you to write. I mean, that is something I have thought about. I mean, both my parents had passed away before. My father also passed away when I was about the same age. I was 10 when my dad passed away and my mum only passed away a couple of years ago. And that is something that I'm, when I was visiting my sister yesterday, I saw a photo of her daughter in mum's arms and I was like, ah, oh, oh, yeah. never got to have that moment. But at the same time, there is this weird kind of cyclical thing that sort of happens. In fact, my niece in a very eerie kind of moment at dinner yesterday said, well, it was something along the lines of, do you think Iona has replaced Nana? And we were like, well, not, I mean, I can sort of see the child's logic in that is like one leaves and then another one arrives. Mm. And when Iona was born, initially she looked a lot like me, but then as her face started to take shape, she did look a lot like my mum, she has a lot of my mother's features, her yeah. eyebrows, and initially her hair was very dark like my mother's and stuff. And there is a strange, I don't know whether, I, you know, Gemma and I were reading into it or we wanted to honour my mum in some way, but we did get a sense that, oh, yeah, like this is the latest of that bloodline yeah. is Iona. And, and the reason why Iona's middle name is Kennedy is my mother was Irish and we thought that's a nice, strong Irish name and we want to give her some link to the past. So, look, even though, you know, your father is gone, there is some comfort in knowing that you are continuing yeah. his bloodline with your child. And congrats on the wedding. Hope it goes really well. That's very sweet of you to share that, Charlie. Thanks, man. That's bloody My good. My pleasure. That's bloody good. This is from Elaine 
askdataput at gmail.com. I'd love to hear Osha's rock story, please. Oh, I will tell it, but I don't know if we're going to have time to tell it on this episode. I have episode. to get a haircut, so we can't we can't no, okay, well, do, we'll, do we'll, rock Hurry story. up, hurry up. I'd love to know your thoughts on kids and traditional gender roles and stereotypes. In 2020, should we still have boys' clothes and girls' clothes or boys' toys and girls' toys? Is it just limiting their potential or do you like the traditional stuff? An easy, quick question to answer right before your haircut. I don't even. I mean, I, I grew up in this in the eighties, and and when there was more specifically boys and girls toys, but it didn't really matter in yeah. the end. My sisters played with my toys, and I played with their toys. I don't really yeah. know. I'm sure that's more of a marketing thing. It's about how the toy is consumed, yes. where it becomes a, a gender issue, right? Like they're going to market a certain way because that's what their market research has told them. But yeah. it's how the parents let the kids interact with that toy that is probably the important thing, right? Oh, I would absolutely agree. And look, honestly, if if Wolf wants to do nothing but play with some sort of toy that is particularly like if he just wants nothing but Bratz dolls, great. Is he being engaged? Is he being stimulated? Is he developing cognitive skills? Is he developing motor function? Who gives a hoot? Nah. Who really gives happy, a hoot? Happy, yeah. healthy and safe. Totally. That's exactly. You, you know, is he warm? Is he loved? Is he a kind person? Do I care that he only wants to wear unicorn t-shirts? No. <laughs> brilliant is he good to other kids that's it that's really all that matters I yeah. really couldn't care about anything else um, but thank you very much for writing Elaine really appreciate it Charlie we like to end every episode with a, inducting someone into the dad pod hall of fame now this is a, a father from usually popular culture sometimes yeah. a real dad um, but usually from popular culture who we look up to and we can kind of model behavior take a lesson on. from yeah, take a lesson from there's some, some towering giants of fatherhood <laughs> in the dad pod hall of fame already and this one came to me the other day and i thought you know what he doesn't get enough credit particularly for when kids are a little bit older and i certainly know this having a teenager in my life um, for having awkward talks eugene levy also known as Jim's dad from American Pie. Oh, brilliant. Good induction. Yeah. Just when you think about the dad that's there for you when you don't quite know what's happening to your body when the hormones are going all over the place, there was Jim's dad with a kind pat on the shoulder saying things like, well, masturbation, it's a little like banging a tennis ball against the wall, which can be fun. <laughs> yeah, it can be fun. But remember... He, he was just so sweet. I just The remember. king of no personal boundaries. Not at all. Not I mean, there all. is something sweet about that. Like, I think that I know with my mother, she was always very much like, come and talk to me about anything. And so when I sort of hit puberty, about 12 or 13, yeah. and started noticing girls, I started going to mum with all my kind of like questions yeah. and thoughts. And I think after a while, she's like, maybe I've opened ah, Pandora's box. Right. Like, come to me with everything, but not everything. You Got know it. what I mean? Got but it. there is something very sweet yeah. about a parent. So you, Jim's dad, Eugene Levy, Dad, dad Pod, Pod salutes you. you. <laughs> All right, that's it for another episode of Dad Pod. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, ask dadpod at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, dadpodgram. Absolutely. And, in fact, this is the end of season one of Dad Pod. We had a, we had a long chat about this um, and we figured that the best way to get the best kind of Dad Pod action we could to you as well as being dads uh, was to do this in seasons um, yeah. rather than make it a weekly and make you know crapper shows because we're just trying to throw something together we wanted to make sure that we made the very best show we possibly could um, we're currently thinking maybe two or three seasons a year but um, we'll be back for sure we'll be back for sure very soon yeah. um, this is episode 16 so we uh, just need time to think about what the hell we're going to do for the next season well that's fine man oh, there'll be plenty trust me like we have so much to talk about and we've like yeah. we record these two at a time yeah. and 
it's been, I don't know, 10 days since we did the last one and there was more than we could fit in one show. Yeah. So I don't fear that at all. <laughs> we will have plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about. Um, if you like this show, the very best thing you can do for us is tell someone to listen to it. That's really, really it. Aside from that, you could also, you know, rate and subscribe and-, and Leave a review. Leave, leave a review is always or just good. tweet it out or whatever. Appreciate that. But just telling someone in your life about this show would be really helpful. Make sure you get on the DadPod Instagram and we'll let you know when season two is coming up, but it won't be very long at all. And so we say- Go to bed. <laughs>